This is episode 005 with Scotland's own Neil Harrow. Welcome to Be Contagious. My name is Coach Hernando Planels Jr., and I'm a college basketball coach who believes that leadership is the key to everything. Each week, we bring you stimulating conversation to help you discover ways to be an inspirational force with the people around you. Thanks for spending some time with me today, and let's get contagious. If you don't know Neil Harrow from Troll University, you are in for a special, special treat. He has coached in Spain, was born and bred in Scotland, and has spent time now in Troy, Alabama, and has truly made his impact. All right, guys, we are still in Dallas for the Women's Final Four, and we are very, very happy to have Coach Neil Harrow yes. from Troy University. He's the assistant coach over there. He's got a phenomenal, phenomenal story. He's originally from Scotland, so uh, don't worry about his accent. Right. Um, then he coached in Spain. He was a GA at Valdosta State, and now the main guy at Troy University besides his head coach. Coach, how you doing, man? Great. How are you? Good, good, good. Well, I want to tell you this, I think your story is unbelievable. We've been friends for a while. I've known you. You have, have done a tremendous job uh, getting into Division One women's basketball. Talk real quickly on how you got from point A to point B to where you are. Gosh, uh, a lot of uh, luck, hard work, and... Right place, right time. I think there's just a lot of stuff that you need. Um, so went from Scotland, yep. real quick, the, the condensed version. Went from Scotland, <laughs> um, knew that I wanted to pursue, you know, big dreams. So I went, tried to get to Spain. Okay. Uh, tried to get to the States. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the easiest way for me to do that was to was to study. So I went to Valdosta State for a semester as an exchange student. Came back to Scotland, finished my degree. Then I moved to Spain to play. Realized pretty quick I wasn't very good. Right. That's all of us. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and got into coaching. I knew I wanted to coach eventually, but I thought I might be able to play for a little while. That, that didn't work out real good. Right, right. So um, I had to learn the language because I didn't speak a word. Okay. So that, that was a big challenge, definitely a big challenge. But I knew it was something I had to do. He told right. me, right, you, know, if you want to coach, you have to speak Spanish. Um, so I was assistant first. Then I was fortunate enough to be head coach um, at the youth level in okay. Barcelona on the boys' side. Assistant coach for under-21 men. Right. Um, we were very fortunate in, in all those aspects. I was fortunate enough to, to be on winning teams, championship teams every year. And then when kept in touch with the head coach, Kylie Hill. Okay. At the time, he, he's no longer at the State, but a great guy. Um, kept in touch with him. He gave me a job as a GA. I was a grad assistant at Valdosta State for two years. Uh, and then I met my current boss, Shannon Rigby, who's also awesome, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, at the Final Four two years ago, I never met her in my life. Yes. I sat down with her and Kayla R. Yeah. Uh, and we had breakfast together at the FCA breakfast. Okay. Complete coincidence. That it, you know, it, it was fitting that it was an FCA breakfast because uh, I, I was first out. I was standing at the back of the service, and I was first out. And, uh, and in the room next, we were having breakfast, and there was 30 tables or something. So uh, I chose a table, and it was empty. And for some really strange reason, I got up, left an empty table, and sat at the next empty table. No one was there. Really strange. This <laughs> empty to empty. Empty to empty. I'm a little strange. <laughs> so, you know something in the back of your mind, mm-hmm. just now and again tells you, no, you need to sit there. You need to sit there. Right, right. So next thing, this lady sits down, and Kayla sits down. And right. I get, get to talking to Kayla. Of course, I'm job searching, but I don't know who, I don't know who these people are. I'm from Scotland. I don't really know who they Yeah. So, long story short, we get to eating breakfast, and we talk for 20, 30 minutes, and uh, Coach Rigby 
to introduce herself. She and she says, "I'm I'm hiring. Why don't you come? You know what? Let's talk a little more." And that turned into a four week process of talking and interviewing and me bugging her until she uh, gave me a job. Right. And here we are. Two years now later. I tell you, I mean, from that drive, that wanting to get after, mm-hmm. right? I mean, because I know we met. You stopped me. Mm-hmm. At the women's final four, I don't know who you were. I right. thought I was like, "Who is this right. guy coming to talk to me?" So we we talked, so we developed a relationship. But there's something inside of you, and is it something that because you were raised, or your family, or the different cultures, or whatever? Like, where does that come from? That's a good question. Really good question. Gosh, I think I'm a big believer in that everything that happens to you uh, drives you. You know, makes who you are. Right. So right. I, I don't think it's one thing or another. I think it's a collection of everything. You know, when you're growing up, you're a little insecure, and you, you would like to change this. You'd like, like to be taller. I'd like yeah, to be yeah. I'd like to be better. I'd like always to be, better to be taller. Me too. And better looking. Story of my life. But you get to a stage where you understand that everything that happens to you and everything that you are, good and bad, makes who you are. Right. And I think sometimes that makes us good coaches because we understand, especially if you're not, you know, especially if you're not this whatever society tells you you need to be, look like, or be mm-hmm. like, or act like, or... Um, so I think that definitely helps. It's definitely the fact that my father is, you know, was a cop. He was a police officer for thirty years. A super hardworking guy. Just you know, a provider. Just a, a, a great, um, tough but family first guy. And you know, again, you don't realize when you when you're growing up. But um, his work ethic, I think, rubbed off on me. You just saw it every day. Yeah. He was a guy yeah, that yeah. went to work in his uniform. Was was absolutely perfect. He ironed his uniform every day and. Uh, he was a professional and, and, and extremely hardworking. Right. You know, mom, wow. went, mom worked two jobs. You know, yep. I'm from a hardworking background. And, and I think just the drive to to always want more. Like, I knew that I wanted to coach. And I know I couldn't coach at a high level in Scotland because there, there's, there are no professional coaches in Scotland. There's one pro coach in Scotland. There's one mm-hmm. pro team. Um, so then I went to Spain and I said, well, this is awesome. But I want to coach on the highest stage. And, you know, everybody's going to tell about, you know, you, I was a little, little Scottish guy going to coach at you know, Division One basketball, and I, you know, well, I'm, I'm going to try and make it happen. So I sacrificed a little early because when you're 19 and you leave your entire family to go to Spain, yes. okay, it's only a short flight, but you're still leaving your entire family right. to go and chase your dreams. And it, it's really scary. And it's, you know, there's, there's days where you go, what the heck am I doing? What, yeah. what am I doing here? There's also days where you say, Look, this, I'm, I'm going to keep going because I'm, I'm a step closer. So. Right. I think sacrifice a lot, um, see my family work hard, um, and just believe in the, the impossible, believe in, you know, it's just cliche, you know, the, the impossible is impossible until it's possible, yep. you know, until, until yeah, it's, it's a tongue twister, never, I can't say that. It's hurtful, it's hurtful. <laughs> um, so, I think our sport, our sport especially, is, is filled with great stories, you know, with yes. Morgan, Morgan William right now, mm-hmm. is, a, is maybe the best story in our game. Other Woodgard than, at uh, yeah, Mississippi State. Mississippi State, hit the game winner to, to knock off UConn and break the streak. I just, I don't know. I got off track of your question. A little no, bit no, that's all right. That's all right. But you, so I'm moving. I mean, I, and, and there are a lot of people, there are a lot of viewers out there who are afraid of moving. They're afraid mm-hmm. of taking that next step. Um, and, and, and you took a few steps. Mm-hmm. I mean, from Scotland, not speaking Spanish, to Spain for three years, right? right? Learning, very fluent, right? and then moving to another country. Right, yeah. Um, how, not even how, but what What would you tell people who are afraid of taking that step? First of all, I ask you how bad do you want it? Mm-hmm. Because I think everybody says they want it, just like our players, you know, not 
or our players, but right. you know the players in our game, they, they, they all say they want to be great, but how, how, how great do you want to be? How bad do you want to be? How much does it burn inside? Because you can't do it all, especially when you're young. Um, you know, when you're 40 and you've maybe landed that head coaching job and you, you know, then can settle down, you, you, you maybe get married, maybe you have kids, but early you do have to sacrifice something. Mm-hmm. How bad do you want this? Um, I would say anything is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say you have to outwork, you know, the, the majority, if not everyone else, in right. your situation. Um, but yeah, how, how bad do you want this? Because yeah. if you kind of want it and you go to Final Four, for example, there's a lot of opportunities to go out and eat. There's a lot of opportunities to go out and, you know, sleep until 11. Right, right, there are. And miss the round tables and miss the learning opportunities. But how how much do you really want to yeah. do? Yeah, I so think that's huge. That's the first question right. rather than advice. And if you want it so bad, you'll find a way. There, there are two things. I, uh, Melanie Robbins wrote this book, 54321. And she talks about we are in two stages of our life every single day. We are either on autopilot, you know, and it's that time when I don't know if it's ever happened to you. I know it's happened to me. I'm driving. I get in the car. I'm driving. And then 30 minutes later, I get home. And I'm like, wait a second. How, how did I get oh, home? Just, I did that, yeah. right? There's autopilot. And there's drive. And, and, and that drive part, when you are intentional, you actually make new habits. You push yourself to get it. How much like do you know in terms of self-reflection? Are you in drive mode or the other mode? That's a great question as well. Which I, I just forget. I get, um, I, I get real distracted. I'm really ADD. I get really distracted. Yeah. And I think sometimes your, your weaknesses are your strengths because right. I'll, I'll get distracted and think of seven things at once and then, but then all of a sudden I'll just look over here and I'll look. Yeah. Do you know what? That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I, I used to watch Doctor House and uh, you know House the yeah. TV show. That was a and good then, show. And he'll be doing something, talking to someone, and then he'll just leave. Wait a minute. Yeah, I, yeah, I just yeah. thought of something. That is you, know, you actually. No, like. that is very much me. Yeah. No, no, no. You've the done genius, that several times. Not the genius actually. part, but a squirrel, and then I'll be like, wait, that out of bounds play. If we got it like that, we, you know, if we just curl her and then you know do this, right. we, I, I do that a lot. So. <laughs> I, I live my life. I don't know what, what zone I'm in. I don't know if it's just, I'm driving, autopilot. I don't know if I'm in front seat, back seat. Yeah. I might have, I might have been late to the car. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't what know do you think? In all your different countries you, you, you've worked in, um, what are some leadership nuggets that you've picked up, that you've incorporated within yourself? I think playing and having different roles on a team it definitely helps. I've been, I've been the guy that starts. I've been the guy that doesn't get to play. And I think it's always uh, a strength of mine has been always having a great relationship with our last player. Okay. I think it's really, oh, that's good. I think it's really important. Oh, say it again. Uh, it's important to have a really good relationship with the last player on with your the team. Last player. Okay. Meaning, okay. if someone doesn't, you're twelfth man, you're fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You kid is hurt. You, you have to for for their sake and for the team chemistry's sake, because that's the first kid that's going to be playing. Right. 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 I get to play. Right. Maybe we have fourteen kids that dress up and thirteen play. How's that one kid? She knows she didn't get in the game. Nobody else remembers that she didn't get it. She knows and I know. Right. How's your relationship with her or him? So like, relationships is a big part of, of leadership. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is because you're so influential. I mean, we don't we forget sometimes how influential we are in these people's lives. Um, especially kids that are growing up, maybe they don't have, you know, a parent in their life. Um, you know, maybe they've been through some stuff you don't even know about, but right. you, they they looked at you in a way that you'll never fully understand. Yeah. Um, and some of them will really, really look up to you as a figure in your life, and some won't as much, but you don't know. Right. So you got to be there for them all just in case. Yeah. I think um, 
So I've always, you know, I still, I still Facebook once a month, once every two weeks with um, the last player on my team, my first team in Spain. Yeah. We still talk. Yeah, I still I mean, check up on him. And he's a kid that he, he really didn't play a lot for us. Right. I think that's important. That's just one little nugget. Well, I mean, I think you're you're, you're building that, and and I know you do that a lot at Troy right now. And I think you know talking to other coaches and just other people in businesses, um, and in their regular life, it's the intention to understand your audience, mm-hmm. which is what you're doing, right? right? When you understand your audience, then you know how to attack it. Yeah. You know, you you know you can't communicate to everybody the exact same way. You know, the message can be the same, but how you approach it is is, is yeah, different. Definitely, I, I'm big on that. I'm big on knowing how how to interact with people because I know that I wasn't. You, you could yell at me in a sense that you needed me to work harder. Yeah, yeah. But I was never a player that you could. Well, I was never much of a player anyway. Right. Let's be clear. But no yeah, one. No, yeah, it's all right. Um, I, I was never a person that you could have yelled at. And, like, you, if I miss a layup and you're cursing me out for missing a layup, I'm going to throw the next one off the backboard. I, I'm just not. I'm just right. not going to make it. Right. No, if I'm not going hard, I, you, you can curse me out for that. And I'll go hard because I think I'm a hard worker. So pressure, uh, pressure is a problem. pressure, and di- people react to pressure in different ways. And you have to tune into. We have a point guard, and I, I think we're really similar. Uh, at Troy, um, she's five feet on the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, they list her five three. I, I don't know who she paid. So <laughs> five three, but she. It's a lot of those players. And she's just a great player to coach because, first of all, I think I understand her really well, and we're really similar. And she's not clear that you can yell at in front of everyone, mm-hmm. but you need to know that. Yes. Especially for point guard. Um, so just knowing how to reach people, and I know everybody, again, everybody says these things, yes. how are we going to treat people different? Do you though? Right. How much do you work on that? Do you? we got to work really hard. Do you work hard? Yeah. we got to, you know, we, we have to, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of more things that people say all the time. I really want this. Yep. Do you? Do you though? And I'm not saying you got to do it to the, you know, you don't have to be crazy about it and wake up at five in the morning every morning and go to sleep at 1 a.m. <laughs> right. Don't there, there's working hard and working smart, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying you, all these things that people say, there there are overused phrases out there for a reason because they are great phrases, but a lot of us just use them to you. I think use them to you. Yeah. Like we got to re- everybody reacts to pressure different, right? Which I just said, but do you really bring that into your team and, and pay attention to it? Because if you don't, you're not going to get the best out of your players. Yeah. So. Well, I think it's so true because I think you know a lot of uh, leaders and coaches and managers. They, we, you know, we say things like, mm-hmm. "Well, you just got to be better." Like, well, what, what does that mean? Like, right. better in what? what? Right. Other parts I hear all the time is like, "Well, you just have to be a leader." Yeah. But if you don't know how to be a leader, mm-hmm. if you've never been taught how to be a leader, yep. then then how can you lead? And what does a leader mean to you? Yeah. Right? As, as well, you you got to lead this team. Right. You said. Yeah. So yeah. Teach it. Yeah. Man, that's powerful. I love all your experiences being in all these different countries, seeing how it is. I got last two questions sure. for you, right? So the first one is probably one of the most important question I'll ask. Um, when they make the Neil Harrell movie, right. who plays Neil? Denzel Washington. Denzel. <laughs> that's my favorite guy, so guy though. Well, I mean, who we, plays it's Neil? fine. We I, don't, I don't Denzel. think it matters because I don't think anyone would watch it. It might be more of like a commercial. You have just but, skated just right by that question. Come on, pick someone. Pick someone to play. That's a great question. Maybe Colin. Uh, Colin Farrell. Uh, Colin Farrell. Oh no, Colin. What are the Collins? 
Colin Farrell. I mean, who would you want? You like when you watch the big screen? Tony Stark. How about that? No, gosh, that's a great question. We'll stick with Denzel, I think. Well, we're gonna stick with Denzel. <laughs> I'm sure we get comments on the bottom. I'm sure we are gonna get comments. Wait a minute. No, I don't. That's a great question. Yeah, I'm telling you, Tom Cruise would play me. Well, Tom Cruise would play me too. Tom Cruise, he would be good. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Because Ocean's Eleven, that's a mo- that's a great movie, we're and we have- always eat. You know, ever mo- noticed that in uh, Ocean's Eleven, yeah. Rusty is Brad Pitt's guy? Always eating. Always eating. That's me. That's, that is you. I've seen you. I knew we were going to get an answer. Last question. Last question. question. All right. So, you've been very successful in your life. And not yet, but well, I'm no, yeah, you know, getting there. We are winning every single day. Now, um, and, and for successful people or winning people or whatever it is, you have to fall in love with something in your life you know, mm-hmm. that has pushed you further to the next one. What are you in love with? People. I love people. I love to win. Let's be honest. Love to win. <laughs> people and winning. I love people. Okay. Because everyone is. Everyone has a story. Right. I'm not, I can't. Oh, this is like the, the cliche hour, um, but everyone has an hour, uh, Everyone has a, a story, and I think you, we're in this, in my opinion, I'm the, in this because we can be part of something that you can't create yourself. Mm-hmm. Like the feeling you get when you win a championship with a team. The reason you wear a ring is not to wear a ring. It's what it signifies. Mm-hmm. Like we don't we don't order rings because. I want a ring per se. I, I want something that reminds me every day of how we got it. Yeah. That makes sense. The relationship we built, and I think it's the people. You you come to the final four. What's the best thing about the final four? Seeing people you haven't seen in a year, right. and you hug them, and you go, oh, "I remember the time when." So we're we're blessed because we get to create these memories and create these relationships. A lot of people don't get to do that. Yeah. So that's what I love. That's awesome. Neil, I appreciate you, you, man. You're great. great. You're a light. You're contagious, brother. I appreciate it. And there you have it. Neil Harrow of Troy University from Scotland as coach in Spain. The nuggets he dropped just about coaching, family, and your audience is absolutely amazing hope you enjoyed this one please let us know share it on all your social media outlets you tweet it instagram facebook whatever it takes let's get this message out and help each other be absolutely inspired remember you are all great you are all the light and you are all contagious till next time <laughs>